0: Services may vary at participating dealers. Subject to applicable loss. See dealer for details.
1: Isn't it weird that Harper Lee clearly was cutting her own hair?
2: What would Richard Gringo do? Sometimes you just creepy deer
3: out around, like they might sweat in your mouth or something.
2: Now
4: when you go into hospital.
2: Hello and welcome. We are back. It is the Baller Lifestyle podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. I am, as always, your host, Brian Beckner. Very happy that you are here with us, that you haven't forgotten us for episode 108 of the show. 108 deep in and no show last week. We took a week off last week so that your host, yours truly, could take his children skiing in Southern Utah where the beer apparently only has 3.2% alcohol and they keep it under lock and key. Like, Utah, calm the fuck down. I go to get a beer in the lodge and they have to they have to call the manager over with the key to come unlock 3.2% of Coors or Corona. Like, guys, let's... I know, you know, things are... You have your beliefs, but you're also a destination. So let's... Kind of move into the future here. All right. Um, As always, I give you your ways to get a hold of me slash us. If you would like to email the program, mailbag at the ballerlifestyle.com. If you would like to leave us a voicemail, you are welcome to do that at 949 464 TBLS. And of course, I always implore you to like our page, The Baller Lifestyle Podcast, on Facebook. And subscribe to the show on iTunes, also the same name, the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. Um, joining me now, as always, co-host of the program, Ed Daly. Ed, how you doing, buddy?
1: Uh, I'm doing well. Two two questions for you.
2: Okay, hit me.
1: Now we had a sad celebrity death this week. One of the authors of the great American novel one one not the greatest, but uh, one of the great American novels.
2: Um. um t- the Great American Novel, um, not the ca- Great Catch. Twenty two. No, oh, Joseph, Joseph Heller. Oh, right. To Kill. Yes. So Harper Lee. Yes, yes like, I read it in eighth ask- grade.
1: I yeah, great book though. Like it's great a, it is message, a good book. Great yeah. book, but
2: like great book, yeah, great yeah, movie.
1: Like, it's, not, it's not my favorite. I mean, I'll, I'll put Confederacy Dunces or uh, or Bonfire of the Vanities over that. One. I've but-
2: I've never read Confederacy of the Dunces. Oh, I've that. read Bonfire of the Vanities. Um. Great book, terrible movie. I I need to read *Confederacy of Dunces*, but now uh, as I've gotten old, I can't. I can't. I feel like I can't read fiction anymore. And I and I I know that's like on my list. I should read that.
1: I hear you, but like that is like really it's fucking hilarious. But anyway, okay,
2: continue. Yes, Harper Lee.
1: It's isn't it weird that Harper Lee clearly was cutting her own hair?
2: (laughs) Well, (laughs) did you
1: see those fucking bags?
2: Yeah. What? What's the South? They're very very simple there.
1: I mean, simple is one thing. She was cutting her own bangs. Yeah, yeah. She was a crazy person.
2: Not only was she cutting her own bangs, she was cutting them with a spoon. She went crazy like Boo Rattling. Yes, she did. Yes. (laughs)
1: Uh, The other question I have is on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being most likely, 1 being least likely, Uh, I, I think a buddy sent this to me. How likely would you be to sign up or forget the one to ten? What's the dollar amount for you to go on the holistic cruise and seminar at sea, the conspiracy cruise? And wow. the, 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 the website is conspiracycruise.com.
2: Um, well, I mean, our, this, this...
1: our conspiracy cruise and seminar at sea takes place on a luxury cruise ship. During this incredible, mind-blowing, truth-telling, spiritually enriching event, we do our best to uncover the truth about the following things. GMOs, Monsanto, bee colony collapse, ecology, global warming, climate change, fracking, HIV, autism, blah, blah, blah. It goes on for like 70 more bullet points.
2: Um, These I've, I have see. We've talked about these people. We see these people on Facebook, and a matter of, as a matter of fact,
1: we we hate conspiracy theories and cruises. But yes, boom. combined,
2: yeah. Just imagine being you're being you're not only are you stuck at sea, like being confined at sea with nothing but Sports Illustrated models. That might get a little tough after a while. But being confined at sea with conspiracy theorists, those shitheads on Facebook.
1: And there, I mean, I'm looking, what, Star Wars agenda? Is this the racist thing? Oh, stop, is
2: this, Star Wars has an agenda?
1: I, I think, what, because the Black Stormtrooper, that's the only thing I can think oh, of. Oh,
2: right, There's, right.
1: How about, how about this one? Nazi bell. What's the Nazi bell?
2: Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I mean, we know, what do we know about conspiracy theories? They're all bullshit. Yeah,
1: they're all
2: stupid. They're all stupid, and they're all subscribed to by stupid people. And if you're a conspiracy theorist, listen to me, listen to me. If you are within the sound of my voice and you believe in any of this bullshit, you are a fucking moron. Uh, Ed, we were driving because we had just – the last show, last week we reran our Karate Kid extravaganza, which and, I, I hope everybody got a chance to listen to. You know what's
1: weird? Yeah. I had – I, I mean I lived it and yeah. I've listened to it the first time. I had no desire to listen to it.
2: Yeah. Which and
1: somebody somebody sent a comment about like something we were talking about, and so I just figured I'd listen to the first few minutes, and I ended up listening to it. Yep. It was it was fucking
2: great. It's really we funny. Are,
1: we are terrific. We're, I forgot how good we are. We're
2: geniuses, and we're we're in talks to do another movie. So look for that to come soon. We'll do another movie review, yeah, review on the real, show. Yeah,
1: real questionable. But
2: as I'm driving across the desert where there is nothing. And we had just, so we had just educated because our very own fancy sauce, she didn't know what chemtrails were. She is not. That's
1: right. It was just, it was just two weeks ago. Week's-
2: right. She didn't know. She's like, what is this chemtrail thing? And uh, so as we're driving across the desert, I'm like, I'm like, look, Kate, look, look up there up in the sky. They're, um, they're trying to po- poison gas all of this fucking barren desert where there's no people to brainwash. There's, you there's know- no one out here. Why are they chemtrailing out here?
1: But here's one thing about the chemtrails. I, I thought about it. It's not only a conspiracy theory. It's something that dumb people hold on to to sound smart. Because right. you're, you're talking chem. Like right. you're talking, you know, chemicals. Like it's a little more high level. So it's like yeah. a really stupid person conspiracy theory. Well,
2: and it's also like um, cavemen or just b- before there was science, people used to make things up. To explain the known world,
1: oh, like gods,
2: right? And so these dumbs look up in the sky, and they're like, "Oh!" And they don't—they don't go, "Oh, that's um, you know, vapor in the water, vapor in the atmosphere." They don't—they their mind can't process that, so they go, oh, They're trying to fucking mind control us. Yeah, I knew somebody's it. Somebody's
1: mind controlling the desert.
2: <laughs> yes, exactly. So, what? How do we get? Yes, no. There's no. Well. I might it depends. If it were like a three day cruise and I was being paid, say like fifteen thousand dollars to cover it, like Vice, a day, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Like yeah. Vice reached out to me and they're like, Brian, right, we, right. we want you that's, to go that's there. A,
1: that's a vice move.
2: Yeah, like make some notes, interview some people, take some pictures, and write a story about this for
1: fifteen grand a day.
2: Yeah, conspiracy cruise, then yes, I would do it for fifteen thousand dollars a day. Uh, just but, look just,
1: at the website. It's it's amazing the list they have. Yeah, like just Nazi Bell. Well, I mean, Nazi, We've got Nazis figured out. The Bell. Yeah, let's
2: sure let's it. post that on on our Facebook page because I would like to get the audience's feedback on that. Uh, okay, Ed, let's get into some emails. We got a big big show today. Our our, our a good friend of ours, Lisa B, will be joining us later. Um, yeah. so we we're, we're, we have a guest. So I feel like we should get get through our stuff and get to our guest. Um, okay, Ed emails right. uh this this one i only included this one because it praised you hey guys ed's impersonation of johnny depp is hilarious and his impersonation of bill cosby is great too they make me laugh every time good job ed those did, I, ed does not I do
1: cosby I don't yeah know. you have done him uh, the only cosby i would do is the bad impersonation of eddie murphy doing that, it in like 1987 that is right? like, that I, is
2: the one you do That that's the one you do it's pretty good but that's you don't do an impersonation of of Johnny Depp. We just actually occasionally have Johnny Depp on the show.
1: Yeah, that's, that's a real thing.
2: People are confused. Uh, he continues, By the way, after they finally converted the pyramid to a Bass Pro Shops here in Memphis, my wife, kids, and I went to check it out. Not a lot to do in Memphis, apparently. It's basically Disney World for rednecks. Yeah, we were talking about Bass Pro Shops. That's from Ish, by the way.
1: This, this shows how stupid rednecks are if yeah. they're wasting time in the pyramid because the greatest rib joint in the country rendezvous yeah. is, is amazing. It, it is just like the most amazing meal you'll ever have.
2: Well, maybe, do that maybe you go it, get the yeah. ribs on Beale street or whatever that is. And then, and then you hike, then you hike on over to the pyramid and walk it off, checking out the bass boats and shotguns.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, still never, I drove uh, on my trip. I drove past a few bass pro shops and I was, you know, I mean, I wasn't, I wouldn't say tempted to go in and walk around, but I was, Intrigued. Uh, okay. I hope
1: you didn't bring a weapon to go in.
2: There. No, no, I didn't want. to Oh, that. Wait, wait, That that brings us to our next email. <laughs> Many will be disappointed in Ed and his stance on essential footwear. Me, Nobody's
1: disappointed.
2: Me. I'm disappointed that Brian calls them flip flops and not flippies. That's from Paul. What? Flippies. Oh no, we do. Uh, we, in, here in this house, we call them flippies. We call them. We call no. them. Flip flops. Flippies. And sometimes we call them slippers. There's
1: no way you have sex in a 24 hour span of saying the word flippies, right?
2: Uh no, oh yeah, all the time. No. Yeah. Yeah,
1: for sure. Yeah. That's Nobody wants to see your fucking feet, that's, bruh.
2: That's that is in response to me and on the last show announcing that one of the worst things that I could imagine happen, happening is losing a toe. To a big toe so that I couldn't wear flippies, which would be, which would be my nightmare because I wear flippies every day.
1: This, this is worse than looking at feet, hearing the word flippies. Yeah.
2: It's, it's what they're called. Flip. It's just short for flip-flops. flip flops. flip flops. Yeah, flippies.
1: Flip flops. You know what they are? They're fucking monstrous. Yeah. Do
2: flippers. you – now, Ed, you have your flip flops on right now, right?
1: Mm-hmm. I have a pair of Latrell Spreewell socks on right now.
2: Awesome. Uh, okay, here's another one. You guys are on the record for railing against parents giving their children non-standard spellings of names and names ending yes. in den or din, or yes. Brian's personal favorite, Brian B R Y A N. Mm. But we need to add to that shame bin. <sighs> Boy, all, right, so all of a sudden, you ever have that where you can't read? Let's let's start again. You the way the way to do it, Ed, is you say all the words, and then when you see the punctuation sign, you just do whatever that means. So I'm gonna try it again. Right. But we need to add to that shame bin those ass clowns that go by obscenely rare and unnecessary variations of their given names, like yes. Topher, Xander, and Brielle <laughs> for Christopher, Alexander, and Gabrielle, <laughs> respectively. Hey Liam, unless you were born in the UK or something, your fucking name is Will or Billy or one of those. <laughs> Got it? That is excellent. That's from Kevin. That's, pretty, that's really good. That's from Kevin near DC. Yeah, the it d- reminds
1: me. It reminds me a kid that my son goes to school with is. I I don't. I hate being a one-upper, but there's a kid who goes to school with my son named Jacob. Yeah, perfectly normal Jake. name. I mean Jake. I mean it's a. Perfectly normal name. The parents, and I guess the boy goes by this, but the parents call him
2: Kobe. Oh, no. Co- Kobe? Kobe, like Jacob. Oh, Kobe. my God. Like Jacoby.
1: I just, I want to punch him in the face every time I see him. Uh. And, like, he, he might be a, new, a nice kid, but, like, it would feel so good to feel my knuckles just crunching in his face.
2: Uh, oh, yeah, for sure.
1: And he's, he's eight.
2: And you're not doing your kid any favors.
1: I, no, I mean, yeah, he's, I, I don't, I have no idea who the kid, like what, what his deal is, but I want to, I want to punch a child in the face. I once,
2: age. I once knew a guy that named his kid, Kobe.
3: Big Lakers fan. White guy. Yeah. Well, obviously Jacob. No. White guy. So No. What?
2: No, the guy, the, the kid's name was just Kobe.
1: No, and no, but I'm saying oh. obviously the one I'm talking about what? is clearly white. Of course, Yes. No, oh, but obviously, Kobe. I mean, jeez, it's 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 pretty bad. But if they're just, I mean, if they're going, there's no Asian in the family. Right. Just, just, right. I, I, don't, I mean,
2: I, know. I mean Kobe. Yeah.
1: I, I don't, I don't know. I, 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 I've never liked Kobe Bryant. Oh I,
2: no. No, I, no, no, no one No one, no one likes. But
1: he's not even Laker fan. Like no. he's a douche, right? Yeah, he's a like, douche. You, and I'm, I'm a, the biggest Laker fan nece- in the world. He's a necessary evil kind of thing for Lakers fans. Like back in the day, it's not like he was ever a likable right.
2: guy. No, I totally agree. I mean, it, it, and by mm-hmm. biggest Laker fan in the world, if you define that by not having seen a game in three seasons, then then mm-hmm. I'm definitely, I'm for sure the biggest Lakers you, fan in the world.
1: You, you strike me as one of the
2: biggest Lakers Yeah, fans. obviously. Speaking of the Lakers and the Knicks, Ed, what's going on with my main man, Kurt Rambis?
1: That was a hell of a transition. This yes! Week, GQ reported that crummy New York Knicks interim coach and former Los Angeles Laker, Dirty Kurt Rambis, went on Twitter to kill some time. And he liked to tweet. This tweet happened to be a tweet from the account at I like to cut, I like to touch underscore. The tweet Whoa, was uh,
2: that just sounds dirty. I'm into some dirty things, Ed, and I don't think I would follow anything called I like to touch.
1: The tweet picture, it was a picture of an Asian girl masturbating. And it was, it, there was no okay. like gray area. It was clearly yeah. an Asian right? girl masturbating.
2: And there's nothing wrong with that.
1: But just in case there was any gray area with the tweet, there was a caption above the picture that said, love Asian masturbation. Hashtag NSF, NSFW.
2: Oh, yeah. Not safe for work. Yeah. Much like and, this and, podcast.
1: And so that was GQ uh, breaking that. And then Deadspin looked at who Kurt also follows. He follows an account called Great Ass Daily. Yeah. Now luckily- I've
2: I've seen that retweeted into my feed. Great Ass Daily. It's pictures of asses.
1: <laughs> luckily, the Knicks addressed the issue with the Daily News. And uh, they, they assured everyone his account was hacked.
2: Of course, so so Brian never look at that.
1: In in terms of cybercrime, I would like you to explain the endgame for the ruthless thugs who break into celebrity Twitter accounts and like one masturbation
2: tweet. Well, yeah, it's a tough. That's a tough one to explain away. Um, I would say this. I, I feel like that they took the wrong tact because we all know old guys should not be allowed on the nets. And I think a much easier way to explain it is to be like, hey, look, this is Kurt Rambis, he's pushing 60 at this point. Like he, yeah, he has a Twitter. That, that's a whole, a whole separate issue. Why the fuck does Kurt Rambis have a Twitter? Like who's following Kurt Rambis and what? And I can only imagine what his tweets actually are, but, but beyond right. that. Assuming there is a valid reason that Kurt Rambus needs a Twitter, someone else should be running it for him. He's too old. Like that should that should have been not, not he got hacked. The guy doesn't know how to use the internet. He just he picks up his phone and starts pushing buttons. He's got he's got a flip phone, he's he's got glasses on, he's asking his grandkids to help him. Like, this guy doesn't know how to use the internet. How, and, he, he couldn't like a picture if he tried. He couldn't follow I touch myself or what whatever the right,
1: there, whatever the account was. There needs to be uh yeah, that needs to be the approach. Like for a yes. PR person and and I this know. goes on like once a month with a celebrity that they were hacked or a politician. They're hacked like, "Come on." There's a, that this is not a thing people would do. Hack and like one tweet? No,
2: no one gets hacked. And when and when they do get hacked, they only get hacked for all their the nudes that they keep in the cloud. And I for sure have never looked at those pictures of the nudes that were hacked from the cloud.
1: What, what if? one time my Twitter was hacked in a sense.
2: Oh yeah, me too. That's it started to
1: following. It started following everyone back, and so yeah. I got oh, a couple. No, I got yeah. a couple of responses from people. Hey, thanks for the followers. Oh, like, that's what? So that's, what?
4: So I
2: that's so fucked.
1: And I was like, grand opening, grand closing. It just started yeah, unfollowing like one hundred and fifty people.
2: That's but, so fucked. and. I, I'm sure Twitter is dead because I don't think I've followed anybody on Twitter in two years and I I know for sure no one's followed me. I've had the same amount of followers since like two thousand eleven.
1: I I, want, I once hit I hit three thousand followers like two years ago. Yeah. And I'm at about twenty nine hundred. So I'm <laughs> I might yes. dip below twenty
2: nine. I think I had like thirty five hundred or almost thirty five hundred at some point, and now I have significantly fewer than that. I think I'm around thirty two hundred or something. You know,
1: so. the last person I followed, Ryan once. Filippi. Yeah, it was because yeah. you know, out of respect because he followed yeah. me first. Yeah, Ryan.
2: So, also, because he's,
1: so, he, he's so goddamn dreamy.
2: Because he's dreamy as fuck. Oh, the guy I is so I just dreamy. saw him
1: recently. So yes. handsome. Well, Too did handsome. He have,
2: did he have his shirt off? He did. The guy looks fantastic with his shirt off. And he's like 41. He's, two.
1: he's older than us.
2: Yes. the guy just, looks great. He's so dreamy. He's so dreamy. He's a fantastic Love actor, too. He's on some show that my significant other forces me to watch. And it is, well, I mean, he's the best part of that show. Of
1: course. Of course. Others Yeah, it tingles down when you see him on screen. Yeah.
2: yeah. Speaking of things that make me tingle. Mm. And speak also. As the biggest Laker fan in the world, yep. I've, I heard Kobe gave a reporter some advice. What's going on with that, Ed?
1: Uh, okay, so uh, L.A. Times writer Eric Pincus shared a conversation he had with Kobe a few years ago about trying yeah. to have a son. Yeah. And here's the quote. There's yeah. one thing years ago. I had two girls. We were talking about how we were going to try to have a third. And he told me Jesus. that to have a boy, I need to keep my socks on with my wife. That was his advice. Wow. I did not listen, and I have a third girl. Wow. Brian, you have a son. Yes. Is Kobe correct?
2: Um, well, see, I, t- I read this a different way. I didn't realize it was to have a boy. I thought the way the story read to me, I thought it was Kobe telling him to not have any more girls or just to not have any more children. <laughs> <laughs> he was, he was, he was using a metaphor like, Hey, keep your socks on, which either meant like just wrap it up or, or you're
1: not getting any sex or
2: just don't have sex. But then I thought, Oh, Kobe's probably just being literal. He's saying, keep your socks on because Kobe as a man who's laid with many, many women right knows that broads do not want to sex a bro that leaves his socks on. Therefore, this was his form of birth control. He's like, Hey, you don't want to have any more girls. Keep your socks on, and then your wife won't want to have sex with you.
1: This is what happens when you have the birds and the bees comment, uh, yeah. conversation with somebody named Jellybean. <laughs> yes, that's, that's exactly right. <laughs> uh, my buddy, I, this is a, a, a relevant story. I may have brought it up once before. My buddy one time golfed with Jim McMahon in some charity golf thing. Oh, yeah. And my buddy's wife, I think she was pregnant with the second daughter yeah. at the time. Yeah. And McMahon laughed at him. And cause he said, oh, you know, she's having another girl. And he goes, yeah, girls are when you're trying to pull out. He's right. like, boys, you got to stay in deep. If you want a boy gave that's him that advice. And, and he had been, he had known him for like five minutes.
2: Yeah. That's, he, that's, he said, that's,
1: he said McMahon had like 30 beers. He'd like and, to drink and was, was barefoot the entire time.
2: Oh I've, yeah. He plays golf barefoot. I've heard that about him. I think and, I saw yeah, it on real sports.
1: And my, my favorite part of that story is my buddy said when they're making the turn, the, the whatever, the girl in charge of filling up all the coolers.
2: The cart girl, yeah?
1: Yeah. No, but it was at the turn. It
2: wasn't
1: so she filled up she filled up all the uh the coolers and then he held out both arms uh, both hands, like empty hands. And he goes, What are these orphans? And she had to put a can of beer and <laughs> two,
2: two more. That's awesome. <laughs> two more? Yeah, Jim McMahon knows if you want a boy, you throw your fastball. You give you your back, you let like uh, Ricky who's Charlie Sheen in Major League Ricky uh, Ricky oh my God. Uh, we're such gosh. losers this is bad wild thing yeah. Ricky Vaughn Ricky Vaughn Rick rear Vaughn. back like Ricky Vaughn and you fucking wing it in there and that's how you get a boy and if you want a girl you throw your junk you take a little off
1: yeah that's you when throw, you're Harris, you Harris from Major League yeah you throw the knuckler spit Right.
2: Ball. you just you just roll something up there that's how you get a girl
1: I got two boys,
2: so yeah. yeah. You threw you threw your fastball.
1: Throwing throw fucking heat always.
2: Okay, joining us now is somebody that I've followed on Twitter for a long time. Somebody that I think is pretty interesting, pretty funny, and I thought it would be a good idea to have her on the show. If you follow her on Twitter, she goes by her her handle is at. Lisa underscore Bizzle joining us now. Artist, martial artist, Uh Canadian, doctor, (laughs) our very own Lisa B. Lisa, how are you?
3: I'm great. What a lovely intro. Hi.
2: Say say hi to Ed Daly. Um, How's it going in Canada right now? Give me a temperature and uh, in centigrade if need be.
3: Well, usually I'm good at conversions, but not when we're in the cold areas. But actually, no, I can do this. I can do this. It's about 30 degrees Fahrenheit today. Not okay.
1: just oh, that's bad. just below freezing. Yeah,
3: yeah it's above. like zero. We've we uh, we've actually been doing pretty well. There was a winter a couple of years back where it was just like hell here in Ottawa, where I live now. And it was like minus 40, minus 50. My neighbor's car is diesel. She actually had to have it towed several times because the diesel congealed. That's how cold it was. Oh my god, that's a um. It's,
1: in, where is Ottawa, east or west? Like I know, we're right
3: in between Toronto and Montreal, and like an hour and a half okay. Uh, okay. west of Montreal.
2: Okay. Right, so like in the yeah, okay, um, yeah, because I didn't know that either.
3: This is not my homeland, though. FYI,
2: I don't know. Well, that that's that's something that's interesting to me because you're from. Newfoundland. There, there's one thing. Newfoundland,
1: to, Newfoundland's where uh, Henry Hudson and his son were sent out on a raft to freeze to death, right?
3: I, that sounds like something that would happen, but I don't know Henry Hudson. That's all.
1: That's all I know. Yeah,
2: <laughs> Hudson, Henry Hudson from Hudson the Hudson Bay. River,
3: Hudson Bay too. Oh, I, I don't know. I, you guys apparently know more Canadian rivers than I do.
2: So, what's give us? So Newfoundland's an island. Yes. And. All people. It's been my experience that people that grow, you you get a certain breed of person that mm. grows up on an island.
3: Yeah, it's and, actually really neat there because um, I, I say the word neat. That's the only thing I can use. We grew up pretty poor because there, we were fishermen, and right. there was a big moratorium in the '90s, so everyone lost their job. So I grew up poor as heck. Everyone was poor, um, but you don't feel poor there because like you're living off the land and stuff. Everything's changed now because of the oil. Another cool thing about Newfoundland, they kind of have their own dialect, so all the different areas have their own accents, and it's really hard to understand if you're an outsider. Obviously, I'm using my fake accent now.
2: Right, you've lost your accent.
3: Yeah, well, I used to study um, all my children, actually, when I was a child, because I knew I wanted to leave the island eventually. Oh,
2: uh, I used to study that show, too, because yes. my mom watched it.
3: Oh, well, I watched it alone, and I would repeat their lines, because yeah, be like, oh, yeah someday I'm going to leave the island, so I need to talk proper.
2: Oh, that's how I learned. So what was, what what
1: brings you
2: to, what brings you to Ottawa then? I I
3: stuck here doing my PhD.
2: Tell us how it works. Hmm. You grow up poor Mm -hmm. in in a, in a fishing village in Newfoundland and you, you, oh, do you know forever? As long as you remember, you're like, I'm getting off this fucking Island. This is not going to be my life. I'm not going to live here forever.
3: Yeah, I always wanted to travel. And my parents didn't travel. Like, my dad still has not been off the island. And so, for me, like, I remember one time in class, like, someone in our class went to Florida. And I was like, oh my God, Florida sounds so cool. And he came back with these little baggies of sand and gave, like, a little bit of sand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to everyone in the class. And I had, like, I had this sand till I was in high school. I'm like, someday I'm going to get to you, Florida. <laughs> I used to put it somewhere special all the time.
2: Yeah. You, you, you had dreams of getting off the Island and you did, did you have, did you have a plan? Did you always know what you were going to do? No, nah, no, nah, okay. nah. like, Cause
3: education wasn't a big thing either in my family. I mean, I was the first one to get a university education. They were like, you know, if you finish high school. That's golden. Good job for you. Right. So there was no real, like I didn't know what I was going to do. Um, I started traveling initially with sports. So that was my first couple trips off the Island. Right.
2: Cause you're, you're a martial artist. Tell us about that.
3: Well, actually, I didn't start martial arts until I was old enough to put myself in martial arts. I always wanted to do it, and um, and I'm kind of, like, my, my my build is very good for martial arts. Like, I'm not really built for ballet, if that makes right.
2: sense. Uh-huh, yeah. My
3: dad always said I was built for heavy lifting.
2: Yes, <laughs> yes, okay, I can picture it.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, anyways, I've always been, like, you know, kind of strong and muscular and stuff, and, uh, I've always loved all kinds of sports, but I always wanted to fight. So when I was, I think it was my second or third year of my PhD, and I was working full time all through my PhD, so I finally had enough money to justify it. And I joined it and ended up having my first uh, kickboxing fight within like three months of joining. Yeah. Eventually got into Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and then started doing some MMA. And um, I haven't competed in a long time. I've only been training passively recently, but I'm trying to
2: get back into it now. I'm not sure if Are I you...
3: fight again, though.
2: Yeah. That's, you're not sure see, if you're going to get another fight. Yeah. If you want you, to.
1: You were, you were okay. see. My biggest problem is I'm a huge pussy. So I'd be yes, afraid of actually too. getting hit. And Uh-oh. was that, was that an issue or you just figured I'll be the aggressor and hopefully I don't get no,
3: hit? Or? I didn't get hit a lot in my fights. Like I got hit a lot in training because I was training with all men, but in my fights, I remember just one MMA fight where I got a good knock to the face. And all I could think is, like, oh, yeah, now it's on. It was, like, permission for me to just go full ham. So, yeah, luckily for me, because, like, I could cut down and fight smaller girls. And I was a lot stronger than them, just because, you know, I'm built for heavy lifting. So, blessed with a good body type of fighting. Um, it really helped me out. And it's not like I was on a, a crazy professional level. Like, I was fighting amateur. And before I decided if I would go professional, I kind of had to finish my PhD and stuff. It's Very time-consuming.
2: So then, okay, tell us about that. So then you, you go to school, mm-hmm. you spend many, many years in school, you get a, the, an ultimate degree, you, or you become a doctor, You're, you have a PhD, and so immediately upon graduating and earning your PhD, you go on and you start some uh, high-level, um, high-earning private practice, or you go, you get a big research grant, or you do something like that, right? Right.
3: Normally, yeah, that's, well, usually there's like postdocs and stuff, but I was already working for so many years that I had a pretty good resume where I could kind of make my way in the field and I had a couple of job offers and uh, I actually got my dream job offer, oddly enough. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, and that's how, well, I, I guess we should tell the audience that I'm not working in my field right now.
2: Right, that's uh, what I was getting at.
3: Yeah, I figured as much, but this is kind of a spoiler, so I had to give them that. So I got my dream job offer at the end of it. A guy recruited me, and it was a wonderful job. It was even in my a dream location. It was in Halifax, and uh, it's exactly what I wanted to do. So I was oh, working. Yeah.
2: And so many people. So many people dream of moving to Halifax, <laughs> Nova Scotia. I know.
3: Yeah, it's it's a hot spot for dreamers.
2: Right. Oh, the cod. <laughs> that,
3: that's not so even much a fish.
2: Uh huh. <laughs>
3: So I got this dream job offer, and I was working with children of depressed parents. And this was going to be doing assessments with kids born into parents with uh, mental illness, and I was going to be doing early assessments to find markers for. Uh, well,
2: again, an- another just dream. <laughs> <laughs> who doesn't? Hey, like, who doesn't dream of working with sad kids?
3: Every well, these were babies; they weren't sad right. yet. So, but the dream part was like I was going to be helping to find ways to intervene before they got sad so you know, it was exciting um on paper and it was everything I'd worked for but when you know we were going all the paperwork and I went for training and all I could think was like i I can't do this anymore i just i can't like my i was just dead inside i mean I had a lot happen in my personal life too a lot of changes right. um and i i just felt dead inside and I could go ahead and go through the motions but I had no passion left for it so
1: so you I, didn't you didn't like start to do it and realize you couldn't do it you just realize like yeah i'm not signing on for this
3: i yeah because i had been doing it like i had my masters um and i had been working in the field for years and i was working full-time all through my phd so i had a lot of work experience and clinical experience and it wasn't a matter of i can't do this because i was at the point where like yeah like i can do this and people want me to do this and i'm being recruited for jobs but i just had no passion left like it felt like pulling teeth to go to work in the morning.
2: And so you decided to do what instead?
3: Well, first I decided to go traveling because I I got really into meditation around this time as well. And I'm like, I just, I just got to be true to me. I need to take a break for myself. I'm going to go crazy. So I took off and did some traveling. I did some little trips first. Then I went off to Costa Rica, Nicaragua for a while and uh, did some soul searching. Yeah. And then uh, I came back and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and do art. For a while, because that's all I wanted to do. My entire life was be an artist ever since I was a little girl. So I started doing that, and I mean, there's who knows what's going to happen with my career. I think it's going to be a mixture of things. But right now, um, I'm mostly just doing art. Right? Do
2: you
1: did you study I- art, or were you at all like uh, on the side, or was this just something that you had a talent for?
3: Well, I was really good when I was a kid. Actually, that's that's when I peaked. Um, and then you know you get discouraged from it because you're supposed to make money, apparently. Um, no, so, I'm, I'm, hang on.
1: <laughs> you said you peaked as a kid. I'm staring at a Nazi occupation <laughs> penis picture right now that tells me that you peaked about uh,
3: 21
1: hours ago.
2: Concur.
3: I mean, that piece was really inspired. That came from a spiritual place, I think.
2: Well, I like I like that it's topical. We just found out that just this week that hitler had a weird dick research indicates that hitler had a weird dick and all of a sudden you already have a series of watercolors mm-hmm. featuring hitler's weird dick
3: well i was in bed and i was on twitter and i was gonna go to sleep and i'm like wait now hitler had a weird dick and nut. like this needs my attention
2: yes <laughs>
3: so i actually got out of bed Went upstairs, got my watercolors, and you know all the lights were off. I was ready for bed, but I'm like, no, this needs to be done. I need to it's put this.
1: Breathtaking. To the- it's breathtaking. Wow. It's a <laughs> breathtaking picture. I, I wow. got to say, and it's also so much fun. It's fun to to just bag on somebody, and for <laughs> Hitler, he's the universal guy that like everybody can feel like great about themselves for making fun of. Yeah. Like, also, I this is the most feel-good art piece I've ever seen.
2: <laughs> also, so much art takes itself so seriously, and I just enjoy that something can be that something can poke fun or be topical and be silly and also be beautiful. And of course, I'm talking about your renderings of Hitler's weird dick. <laughs> Well,
3: thank you. It's kind of funny because all through my career, like when I was working in psychology, I had to kind of fake all the time because you're supposed to act like a professional. So I wasn't allowed to make my dick jokes out loud. I wasn't allowed to say all the inappropriate things I was thinking because most people are sensitive and don't like my jokes. Right. (laughs) So that's why I got into Twitter where I could just, you know, spew all these things with my fake last name and, you know, fine. But now, I'm like, I'm doing this thing now where I've kind of said, whatever, you know, I did psych, I can work and psych if you guys want me, but I'm going to be myself. I'm a girl who likes to do watercolor paintings, Hitler's weird dick, Like, that's me. Right, right.
0: But
1: well, I, 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 will, I will also say, you know, although I personally have a soft spot for dick pics, uh, Lisa yeah. has done, I, I remember you did a, a fantastic Bowie picture, like, you do some real shit, yes. some great artwork. I mean, the greatest will always be Hitler's weird dick, but you you, you do some great artwork.
2: Lisa, Lisa, give out your website so our listeners can go check out your art.
3: So it's Bee com. Pretty easy.
2: Yeah. Go, go there. Take a look at her stuff. There's it's, it's really, it's interesting and funny and it makes you feel things. And that's the, that's what art is for. And I just, just one more thing before we move on. Um, I, you mentioned how you got really into meditation and do you think that your that the meditation played a role in helping you find your path, um, and sort of moving away from what you had trained for so long to become and sort of becoming what you really wanted to be?
3: Yeah. Like it really gave me permission to, um, kind of, well, first of all, like when you're, when you're meditating, when you're getting to that headspace you feel like you're in a universal flow so things start to flow things fall in place and you don't have to second guess decisions because things just start feeling right and i think that's kind of where my life started to go and then suddenly you know all of a sudden things started to get easier i wasn't pulling teeth to get anything done things were happening like they should and that was a big part of it i'm like all right th- this is all right so whatever i'm doing now this is working i'm not taking this job but it feels right and i was meeting people that were important and Still, I mean, you know, I, it's still something I need to practice more. Like sometimes you kind of fall off the wagon, and you're not meditating, and things get weird. But uh, it's something that you have to keep going. It's practice; you have to keep practicing. You have to keep in that good head space, and things happen.
2: Yeah, it, it is a very as a as an amateur meditator myself. It is a very frustrating pursuit, mm-hmm. but it's, you get better we,
3: at it. It's like a muscle, right? Like the more, yeah. the easier it is to do
2: when you, when you hit that spot, you're like, oh, oh shit. Oh, that's it. That's yeah. the thing. That's the thing I've been trying to get. And then, then you can't get back there again. So yeah, it's, uh, it's, and it's work.
3: It was really healing for me too. Cause like I had some childhood stuff that I was able to like deal with, I had like current stuff. Like you just deal with heartbreak, you make yourself fit with it and you deal with it. And it's, it's really good for making you a better human.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. Uh, okay. You want to, you, you want to hang out, uh, for the rest of the show or you got anywhere to be? I,
3: I don't have anywhere to be, but I can okay.
2: hang out. Okay. Hang out with us. Lisa B. Everybody. Uh, okay. B- before we, before we get into fancy pop, I want to talk about this one story. Um, have you guys heard about fat Leonardo DiCaprio? Oh
1: yeah. I've been following this round He's, the clock.
2: Love here. This I'll, I'll, I'll update you. And I love, I was just talking to somebody this weekend about the Russian meteor shower and how everybody remember a couple of years ago, uh, uh, there was a massive meteor shower in russia and in Russia where everyone has dash cams on their car for some reason all of them they all they, all these dash cams r- were recording all of these meteors falling like in front of cars on the highway and and the the thing I took away from that is that one everybody in Russia listens to techno and two, none of them were phased by the fact that huge flaming boulders were falling out of the they, sky they kept and landing. Yeah, they just they just would drive around <laughs> because
1: this was, is this was the morning commute, and th- that's two things wrong. One, your yes. morning commute. If I see meteor shower, I'm going right the fuck home. And hey, then, it's the end of the world. Two, I'm not. I mean, I'm not listening to techno music anytime. Of course not. But techno at seven a.m.
2: No, in the morning. Are- but in Russia, they were probably coming home from the club, Ed. You know how they do it. So the bottom line is They're Russia have
3: clubs, or do they just like go to fields and drink vodka
2: with beers. And- like I don't know that too. They go, think, they go, they I go, they go to discotech.
1: appearances all around the clock.
2: Absolutely. Well now, because everything's crazy in Russia, there's now a fat Leonardo DiCaprio. Who's a, who's a Russian mall security guard <laughs> who looks like Leonardo DiCaprio plus a hundred pounds. And well, I'll post this on the Facebook page because the dude does look a lot like him. I mean, it's not, uh, it's not a, an, not an uncanny resemblance. Um, his, he's called Roman Burtsev. He's 33. He he he's a security officer in the town of Podolsk, just outside outside Moscow, and he achieved notoriety last month when photographers circulated. Uh, when photographs circulated on the internet that made him look like DiCaprio's schlumpier cousin now the slightly overweight security guard has been adopted by Moscow television stations um, he's gotten voice lessons he's gone on an ice skating date this guy's become a celebrity and so my question to you guys is if this guy is fat Leonardo DiCaprio do you think he fucks tons of hot young Russian models that are just like chubbier versions of the ones DiCaprio banks?
3: Absolutely, yeah.
2: There's like, like everyone, like, like, there's a whole fat doppelganger DiCaprio world in Russia.
3: Well, just well, think about the mall itself. All, all the opportunities there. Like, you got like your equivalent of Russian dollar cuts. Yeah. Right?
1: He, does he? Yes. Does he just? Does he just? Uh, his patrol for security guard. Do you think he just goes back and forth in front of the Forever Twenty One Comrade store?
2: The the, the the Russian Cinnabon,
1: Niet <laughs> Cinnabon. <laughs>
2: uh, well, yeah, everyone should because Leonardo DiCaprio is about to win an Oscar. He's right. he's going to get sort of a. He was in The Revenant. It was a good movie. He was, good performance, and he's due. So it would be cool if somebody in Hollywood, if some, if one of these entertainment shows. Brought the fat Leonardo DiCaprio over, had him on the red carpet so we could get like a moment. There's a guy, somebody liked one, a couple of my pictures the, a few weeks ago on Instagram. And I was like, who is this person? I just, you know, you see somebody that you don't notice likes your pictures. So I go, who is this? And the guy was called Hollywood Johnny Depp. Wow. And, you know, on Hollywood Boule- <laughs> Boulevard, there's Pete, there's a bunch of impersonators. Like there's a Spider-Man and a Superman, everybody dresses up. And this guy dresses up like Johnny Depp. And the guy looks exactly like he's got the bangle bracelets. He's got the hat and the, he's got everything. He looks like him. And on his feet, I, I had to look at his feet on his feet. There he is shaking hands with the actual Johnny Depp. And I feel like we need this to happen with fat Leonardo DiCaprio and the actual Leonardo DiCaprio next weekend at the Oscars.
1: Agreed. Uh, I mean, Leo seems pretty busy banging like 20 models at a time. Yes. The baller he, move would be like, hey, I'll send you a few rubles and you just take my place.
2: Also, fat Leonardo DiCaprio is not that far off from actual Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio. I mean, I've seen that guy without a shirt on and he's a pretty chubby dude. This guy is not in the gym. Body. The Dad bod king. like yeah, he's got dad bod. He also wears like dad clothes, like he wears like the wrong kind of swim trunks, and he's not a really good dresser but for a guy. Every,
1: but when every swing is a home run, do you really need to work on your game? Right. It doesn't no. matter. Well,
2: you almost have to ugly yourself up a little bit, like get put some scars on your face, like get you fat.
1: Porn stars that get all tatted up to like just to change it up a little bit.
2: Right, it gets it's too easy to get laid so you have to kind of make it a game makes sense Mm -hmm. okay guys it is time for the pop culture segment of the program of course i'm talking about fancy pop where we discuss everything that's going on in the world of pop culture gossip celebrity the bachelor Lisa, beat. Do you, do you guys get The Bachelor in Canada, or do you have like a similar version, but it's a guy that just wears a flannel shirt and apologizes to the girls the whole time? The <laughs> yeah.
3: there's a, a moose bachelor where yeah. there's a bunch of moose that. Can sorry, be sorry,
2: sorry. I'm not giving you a rose. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um,
3: sorry.
2: sorry. Yeah. Joining us, <laughs> joining us now is everybody's favorite baller lifestyle bachelor slash pop culture correspondent. Of course, I'm talking about Fancy Sauce. How are you doing, Fancy? Try not to
4: fall off my hey, Kate. chair. Yeah, Hi, guys. Yes,
2: get, get onto your noisy barstool there. Say, Kate, say hello. Hey, Lisa. Yeah, hello. Hi, darling.
4: Huh? How are you? So I'm nice flat. to have you on our show. I'm so excited. Ed.
2: Ed. Good to be here.
4: Ed, yep.
2: there's, a, there's a lot of estrogen... Floating around. Yeah, this
3: is good. We need some more the women on this show. Right <laughs> I just came from Muay Thai. I got some testosterone. Oh, okay.
2: oh, good.
1: <laughs> I, I, grew up, I grew up in a house with my mom and two sisters. So you know, I I have I have uh, 18 years of of a lot of trouble.
2: Wow. Okay. I don't have well,
4: testosterone, but I do have vertigo.
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna use that. Like, <laughs> Fancy Sauce is battling vertigo. So <clears throat> you guys,
4: oh, this is a real thing. If
2: she if she falls over, just very loose deal of her.
4: I'm very dizzy. Yes. <laughs>
2: Okay. Before, before we get into fancy pop, I have a life coaching question and we have an actual psychologist on the show. So we have someone
1: who actually can give an answer. uh,
4: Someone who's actually qualified.
2: Yeah, I mean, whatever advice I give will be the best advice, but Lisa, you're welcome to help (laughs) out as well. Okay. This question is Brian Ed fancy. I am in a bit of a personal predicament at work. My boss, who is a fucking alien, recently pulled me aside and said that my absence issues were a problem and that I left everyone hanging when I took my kid to the pediatrician. My wife and I just had our third child hashtag team vasectomy reversal. No. I'm pretty sure that's not even possible. And it should not be hashtag either. (laughs) And I have missed a grand total of two days since her birth. Obviously, he threw his junk. My boss commonly takes days off at random to do things with his daughter and has missed about nine days of work this year. We don't say anything because we hate his face, but me missing two days and it becoming a problem does not seem very behavior correction worthy. I'm not a piece of shit, so I don't want to report this to his boss, but I also need to find a subtle or not so subtle way to tell this dude to stay in his lane. Please advise. That's from Mark the Nomad, who sent this from something called Outlook Mobile. Mark, take that off your e- take that off your phone. I feel what is like that?
4: Mark that, the Nomad always has a lot think, of work. I think
1: Outlook is, is. like a modern-day
2: Hotmail. I think yes.
4: I, Mark,
1: Mark might be sending this from under a bridge. Nobody Did, uses no, Hotmail.
2: No one uses Hotmail or Outlook. Uh, you, 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 you have knowledge that Outlook's related to Hotmail, Ed? Well, because that's my junk mail thing.
1: Oh wow. When I, so my Gmail is pristine of because course. I sign up all my products, like any you know, any yes. bullshit online thing. It's yes. through Hotmail and I think it goes through Outlook
2: now. That's that's what I use my <laughs> Yahoo mail for. He's probably writing me from work, to be honest. Yeah, he is. This is fascinating. Uh, okay, what's Lisa B, you are trained in oh, yeah. art. Of I'm, I'm already to deal with this science. Thing.
3: Can yeah. I be real? Can I be real with Mark?
2: be real. Yeah, be as
3: Uh, real as hell. First of all, Mark, you don't compare yourself to your boss. You're in different positions than he's your boss. Secondly, the best way to deal with this kind of thing, you're internalized, so everything is going to be an offense. If you think that everything is an offense, you're going to be miserable.
0: So, you got to
3: start changing your perspective on things. The only thing you can control is yourself and your performance. And if you're proud of that, then that's one thing. If other people are shitting on you, and you might need to reflect a little more but ultimately at the end of the day you can be proud of yourself if you spend all your time worrying about other people shitting on your boss for what he's supposed to be doing then that's just going to be a big waste of your time so you got to check yourself a little here you gotta concentrate on yourself do a good job do the best damn job you can do and instead of going after him with petty little crap and trying to take him down just uh, give him shit by being the best employee. I know that sounds cliche, but you'll feel better about yourself and you won't waste all this negative energy.
1: Okay. I, hate to, I hate to blame you, Lisa, but it sounds like you just gave the same advice that Charlie Sheen did in Ferris Bueller <laughs> 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 when he told Teeny Bueller to stop worrying about her brother.
3: You know, uh, all psychologists are trained by Charlie Sheen uh, in yeah, order to get your. Your final diploma,
2: you have to have a session with. You. Tiger blood. Ed what, Ed, what do you offer for Mark the Nomad in this situation?
4: Well,
1: I feel like he sent us some messages in the past about his boss being a shitbird. Yeah, me too. And, and that's where you start looking for a new job. I know it sucks, yeah. the yeah. job process. But like if, if you just hate working, because I, I worked for Zeros in the past, yeah. and it's like you either deal with it or you move on. Now, but like Lisa said, like your boss is your boss, so you—I—I I, I don't think he's in the position to do anything about it. So he either deals with that, or he—he he finds a new job.
2: Now, I would—that's also good advice. But I would say this: I happen to know that Mark lives in Florida, so unless the town is down one alligator wrangler, or well, meth if he's collector, in Florida,
1: he's allowed to—he's allowed to murder, right? You get away with. Yeah. That. Yeah,
3: right. Well, just carrying guns and shooting each other. I does live. Does he there. work
4: at a bath salts factory?
1: Yes. <laughs> Florida is essentially.
2: <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. Where
4: does Mark? You need to tell us what yeah, you're, where you need, work.
2: We need more information. I thought Mark was a teacher. Maybe he's given that up. Uh, okay. Do you guys get like the same letter from the same people all the time? What we, is it? We have regulars. Regular? We have, regular.
4: Uh, we have regular complainers. Kate, Kate Mc-
2: Marx. Kidding Mark. Kate McManus. I
4: don't know. I mean, he's your boss. What are you going to do? I mean, you could employ some psychological warfare, which is what I would do. Yep. Um, Kate's
2: good at that, FYI. Uh,
4: you know, I, I would find a way mm-hmm. to fuck with him. Yeah. I I'd I'd, I'd I'd anonymously go to his boss maybe. I don't know. It sounds like he if you've really only missed 2 days, yep. if that's what he's bitching about, He's got it in for you. So he's gonna he's gonna keep having it in for you unless you can get rid of him. Or or you go get a new job. Okay. Those are your options.
2: All right. That's good advice, Kate. Yeah, thanks. It's not the right advice though. <laughs> I it's the right advice now. Mark, <laughs> don't listen to any of these people. This <laughs> this boss of yours, he's a fucking bully. Uh-huh. and he's trying to bully you and he's found That's right. like missing 2 days of work first of all anybody's allowed to take their kid to the doctor it's one of the free passes of the job world if you work and you take care of your shit sometimes you got to do shit during work and bosses understand that but this guy he wants to keep his fuck keep you under his thumb and he wants to press down a little and he wants to irritate you and he wants to be in your dreams and he, he wants to be a dick. He's that bully on the bus and he's decided that you are going to be the guy he fucks with. So you need to stand up to him and go, hey, guy, fuck that. I missed two days. If it's a problem, let's take it upstairs and discuss it with Mr. Slate.
4: In front of someone who yeah. really matters.
1: Well, but, I mean, no, no. maybe his boss we doesn't don't. respect him.
2: Yeah, of course he doesn't. And the Because, only way- because
1: yes. he reversed a vasectomy.
2: Well, wow, I, I, I want to change the dance. I yeah. Easy having tiger. A
1: mastectomy. Reversing yes. it.
4: I,
3: I mean, that is crazy. I think, I think what should happen is that there should be a battle rap between him and his
2: boss. <laughs> that, that's an
3: excellent
1: idea. So yes. His, yeah. His office becomes the end of eight mile
2: dance fight. The guy, yeah. that's what you got to do. Yeah. All let's right.
3: end this beef once and
2: for all. Uh, agreed. Okay. Excellent advice. Everybody. We appreciate Lisa B., the actual psychologist weighing in, even though she didn't give good advice like I did. But, guys, we are, we are life coaches here on the show. If you want to reach out, you're always welcome to do so. Any kind of relationship, workplace, fashion, hygiene, any of the the above, reach out. We are life coaches. Hit us at mailbag at or leave us a voicemail, 949-464-TBLS, with your life coaching questions. Okay, Kate McManus, it is time for the pop culture segment of the show. Tell me, what is going on in Fancy Pop?
4: I feel like we're a little Johnny Depp saturated in this segment, but Never I read good. this and I thought it was funny.
2: Never good enough, Johnny Johnny
4: Depp, while presenting an award at the second annual Beauty Awards this weekend... Yes. Fuck knows why he was there. Right. Address the long-standing rumors that he smells bad, claiming that in fact many people have told him he smells good. Recalling one interaction with strangers, Depp recalled they said, "You look like a hobo, but you smell really good." And goddamn it, I do smell good. I mean. What
2: is that? Um, no. does, is, oh, oh, hold on. Johnny Depp joins us now. Johnny, what, what do you what okay. do you have to say for yourself? You 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 have a hat on. You have many, many. Do you wash the scarves? What is going on with your do you odor? body odor? Tell oh, us.
1: Here's, here's a little uh, here's a little lesson I learned from Richard Grieco on the set of Twenty One Jump Street. Is uh, well, uh, here's the thing. Uh, you know, as we were drinking our bottles and James wine coolers. He told me that uh, honor in men is found in the odor found in our scarves and bangle bracelets. So I do not believe in washing anything, and uh, and neither does anyone in the south of France. Uh,
4: <laughs> he does ex- have smell. Ex- ex-
2: what sage advice from Richard Grieco. Like, it, it, <laughs> if you ever are in trouble, reach out. There should be an app. What would Richard Grieco do? <laughs> Excellent advice, Johnny Depp. I, th- I don't feel like Johnny Depp smells. I don't
4: know. Oh, he looks he like he stinks. Doesn't.
2: I mean, he—I saw him playing guitar on TV yeah, recently. Yeah, we need to
4: talk about. Have the you seen his him?
1: Is he smells like patchouli?
4: <laughs> have you seen his new <laughs> band? It's in a choir set. It would be like tobacco and patchouli. <laughs> yeah. Who's it? who's in his new band? The Hollywood okay, it's, Vampires. It's, they um, performed at the Grammys, and he was heavily curated Alice, as always. It's
2: Alice Cooper. Uh-huh. It's the drummer, uh, oh, Matt Sorum, from, Matt Guns Sorum from, from Guns N' Roses. It's Duff from Guns and Roses. Duff McKagan. Who looks, at, he, he looked near death like 10 years ago and the, now the really guy's a picture of life. Yeah. And, and um, the guitar, Joe Perry from Aerosmith. They have a band and for some reason Johnny Depp is in it and the, the way the guy was dressed was ridiculous.
4: We might need to post a picture of it. Yeah.
2: Uh, okay, what All else right. is going on, this, Kate?
4: This next story bums me out. On Friday in New York's State Supreme Judge dealt significant blow to pop star Kesha's ongoing sexual abuse lawsuit against her producer, Dr. Luke, and label Sony by denying the singer a request for an injunction that would have put her recording contract with the two parties on hold while the case is ongoing. So basically, if Kesha wants to make music, she has to do it with a man she claims sexually assaulted her or at the very least under a label with another producer who doesn't have her best interests at heart. And it was sad to see this all go down.
2: Okay. I I happen to think that Kesha is a national treasure.
4: Brian loves Kesha. I
2: love Kesha. I love everything about
4: Inexplicably her. Inexplicably
2: loves her. I, I'm sad that she no longer has a dollar sign in place of the S in her name, but I still, that, that hasn't affected my opinion on her. I'm going to take a guess that Ed Daly does not know who Kesha is. Ed? Sure he does.
1: I mean, I I think I know her in the sense that, I know there was a celebrity with a dollar sign, but I have no idea what I couldn't <laughs> She I,
4: had that, have she had that hit, TikTok, that you love, Ed. She
2: TikTok? Also, she also did some jam with Pitbull back a couple years ago that it's was hot. Yeah, she, she, Ke- pitbull. Ke-
1: what I know about Pitbull is he's the guy yeah. on New Year's Eve when you're flipping channels. They're like, well, I'm that's, definitely not settling that, on that.
2: That's shit. him. <laughs> he wears sunglasses inside. Um, Lisa B, do you have any thoughts on Kesha and her ongoing battle with Sony Music and Dr. Luke?
3: Also, I mean, did hmm. you,
2: do, does Dr. Luke, do you know what, what he got his arts and letters in? Does he, Was is it the hot,
3: same hot, is he, as Dr. Dre? <laughs> As far as I know, he's never studied with Charlie Sheen.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What are your thoughts on Kesha, Lisa?
3: You know, I I don't know enough about it to be really educated, in my opinion. That doesn't matter. uh, Yeah, it, it sucks, and I think that in the arts, contracts rule too much in general. I mean, even if she's like, ew, he's kind of gross and creepy, because sometimes guys, even before they do sexual assault, or if they don't, sometimes you are just creepy to be around, like they might sweat in your mouth or something. Totally, like, yes,
2: mouth sweating. If,
3: yeah, as a woman, you should be able to break a contract if a man sweats in your mouth, because you're ruined then. You can't be creative <laughs> with someone being creepy
4: around you. No, agreed.
2: Well, I I wonder if this will be have backfire on Sony because now Dr. Luke's like, hey, just she doesn't have to record with me. She just has to honor her contract here at Sony, and she still wants out because she feels stifled as an artist because she was supposedly sexually assaulted by this guy. Yeah. And I I wonder if the whole free Kesha thing on social media is going to come back on Sony and end up pushing them to the point where they have to release her think from they her contract. Care.
1: I also feel if you refer to yourself as a doctor, like you need – you need to – before any interview, you have to like answer questions, like technical questions to prove that you're a doctor. Because I remember Bill Cosby
2: way oh, before, doctor many way times before over. he
1: was – everybody was accusing him of rape. Like he was – he would refer to – like he would have people say, oh, we're here with Dr. Bill Cosby. It's like, doctor, <laughs> we fuck not sitcom yeah. <laughs> jokes. Who the fuck are you?
2: Yeah, oh he ca- he <laughs> called himself Dr. Cosby often and he – but – He did put many, many people under general anesthetic.
1: That's right.
3: (laughs) He's an anesthesiologist. More than I ever have.
2: Yeah. And he (laughs) performed many, many exams.
4: He did.
3: Now, when you go
2: now,
4: when you go into hospital for a procedure, you can ask um, for the bill Cosby. Yeah, give
2: me the yeah, doc. I don't want to feel anything. Give me the full Cosby. (laughs) Uh, Okay, Kate. What else is going on in the world?
4: And just to finish up that story, supremely annoying Taylor Swift has donated two hundred fifty thousand dollars to Kesha.
2: Only, only that is just to help with
4: any of her financial needs during this time. Everything,
2: everything Taylor Swift does bugs me so much, including coming to the rescue of our national treasure Keshe. I don't,
4: she can't
3: do anything without me being annoyed. Like, even if she cuts her hair and it's adorable, I'm like, oh
2: Yeah, you agree. That just means uh, she makes yeah. much money. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she's got too much money.
3: I mean, like, she should go play softball or something. I don't know. She just needs to go be a kid or something. Stop being more
2: successful than me. Agreed. Okay. Oh. Kate, what else?
4: If you guys are wondering what happened to Khloe Kardashian and James Harden's relationship. Yeah.
2: I, I was wondering as a matter of fact. And that never-
4: Apparently Chloe well, James Harden is a basketball player. He's
2: on the he's on the Houston, Houston Rockets.
4: Rockets. They like those sports guys, don't they? Those yeah. Guys. yeah,
2: they do. Mm.
4: Apparently and, she has accused Harden mm. of cheating on her.
2: Oh yeah. Well he's a, he's an athlete. And that
4: a she kiddie. has found he's the an receipts. NBA player. She's right. found the receipts to prove it.
2: Right. Right. Well, I've done into her. No, me either. Like physically?
4: Yeah, I don't find her attractive at all.
3: Me either. I don't either. I, agree.
2: It's really,
1: I find, she's doing I find this, her intimidating. Yeah, she's a, she's a little big. She's doing uh, this thing at the
4: moment where she's made herself over to look as white as possible. She's lost a lot of weight, and she's really blonde.
2: She's she's pretty Fit, actually, she's not like an overweight person. I think she used to be a little bit overweight, but she's just she's got a lot. You know, she's tall, she's a
3: real big build. Like I'm not sure yeah. I'd want to fight her. And oh I'm my god, no she would
1: she'd take all oh, us like, down. Yeah. Yeah. She's like six eight, six
4: nine. Yeah, <laughs> at, at least <laughs> at least
2: <laughs> yeah, she can dunk for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. uh Do we know what the receipts are? Do we know what kind of purchase because.
4: These No, but I'm dying to these know. These
2: NBA guys know what's up. They've got the multiple phones. They've got, they know Burner how to phones. keep. Yeah, they got the burners. They know how to keep things lined up. If you find out, it's only because they either got sloppy or they don't care if you know. So it's not a good Yeah, great, they goes. care if
4: they're
3: not married because there's no finances.
2: I, I, exactly. I agree, great I point. I remember
1: reading a thing about NBA players and the reality mm-hmm. is they have that game and pre-game and post-game, but it's pretty much like, four hours of their day Is and then they're on the road yeah no but i'm saying oh, like, right. like pregame, game and post-game and then after four hours they're just on the road for the rest of the day and so all like they they can just sit in a hotel room or they can go out and get into trouble but there's yeah. there's nothing for them to do
2: right they're bored
1: they're just right. bored so they're and they're be an player and you you need to come to an understanding that He's not your – you're not his one and only.
2: And they're horny. He's on Tinder. He's on Tinder. Oh, for sure. And they get off the bus, and there's a bunch of broads at the hotel that mm-hmm. just want to have sex with them.
4: I mean
3: – Yeah,
2: that's their Tinder. weird
3: sex. Like, let me put no matter it to- how weird you are at
2: the beginning, like, no one's
4: going to
3: compete with some crazy, desperate, weird sex. Like, yeah, that's hey, true. Like,
4: so, also, yes. let me put it to Khloe Kardashian this way. You have just – had to come to the hospital bedside of your uh, husband Lamar. who mm. almost OD'd in a brothel. Yeah.
2: So, and classic story. Well, time
4: to learn some lessons, girlfriend. He,
2: he almost OD'd on pussy. <laughs>
4: That'd be gross. <laughs> P-
2: pussy overdose. Okay, Kate. This is my last try. What else is, is going dizzy. on? Yes. Oh no. Vertigo. Vertigo strikes. She's, almost, she's oh, barely making it through. Wobbly.
4: Ryan thinks I have Munchausen. A bit. Yes.
2: She has Munchausen by proxy because I'm, I've been poisoning her food. I've so been poisoning weird. been poisoning her kale shakes.
4: You're the one with oh, Munchausen by proxy,
2: then, not me. Oh, right. That's right. I have it.
4: Entourage star and all-around just cool guy, Jeremy Piven, has been accused uh. of bombarding his ex-girlfriends with creepy text messages. And in response, her current boyfriend, who also looks like a massive tool, some entrepreneur called Justin Ross Lee has posted Piven's phone number, his cell phone number online, asking people to call him and tell him to leave his girlfriend alone. Um, this guy says he keeps offering to fly her places like, quote, do you want to come to London? And he keeps asking her to dinner. So pretty funny.
1: Um, okay. All, all interviews with Jeremy Piven should start with, your hairline in PCU was yes. X. I need you guys
3: get to get to a y? visual on this yeah. chick, though. I bet he sweats in girls' else. mouths, too. Like, I think
2: he's one of those guys. He sweats in, <laughs> he sweats in girls' mouths. Like, yeah, how, how would one sweat, in, like, while well, kissing or something? Like, how, how would one sweat in, in a girl's mouth? Well, I mean
1: covered this as a thing.
2: Yeah, there's a few different ways. I mean, I, I okay, think me I'm traumatized a lot. Because Brazilian
3: jiu-jitsu, you're rolling around. You get some sweat in your mouth. There's also mm. the sex sweat, like you know, some guys will sweat and stuff during sex, but some guys will sweat profusely from their face region. And yeah, and it all
4: drips on you. Yeah,
2: and it drips and it goes in your mouth, and it's like all so you know, you join yourself, and all of a sudden, it's like, oh god, no! It, it takes you out of the moment, is what you're saying. It
3: takes you to like a whole different moment altogether, like you know, there's a moment
4: that you wish you weren't in.
3: Yeah, you like it's hard to recover. Mm-hmm. That's
2: interesting. Well, hold on. I have a question for you guys, but first I want to get to this Jeremy, Jeremy Piven thing. Jeremy Piven, while a massive, massive douche, like widely considered, there's not many people that, I mean, I don't know Jeremy Piven. I've never met him, but I know I he has a reputation as He's being susceptible a susceptible
1: to mercury poisoning. Is, you he?
2: Know that. Kate, is he? I
4: remember <laughs> that. That was a great story.
2: Kate, you've met him. Is he about your height?
4: Yeah, it's about my height. Yeah.
2: Um, but I will say this. In this fight... I might have to take jeremy Piven's side because the guy he's in a battle with has three first names justin <laughs> ross lee yeah I can't, I can't get on that guy's team that's unpredictable he's also, a serial killer he's right?
4: an entrepreneur and he has a company like his 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 company is a silk square pocket oh
2: pocket square
4: pocket square sorry uh, Very
2: here's the thing douchey. If
1: you're if you're an entrepreneur like you're known as an entrepreneur that That's not a good thing. If you're known as the guy who started X, that's one thing. But if you're known as an entrepreneur, that just means you're some douchey guy that's that's using up investor money. Like, if you're the CEO or the founder of this. Right. That's, that's a great
2: thing. point. That's a but great point. But if you're just
1: point. known as an entrepreneur, you're a a roaming shithead who figured out how to get people's money.
2: Probably inherited money. Yeah, Pro- I was gonna say he probably, also builds himself as dad. like a travel connoisseur.
4: Mm-hmm. And there's I'm just looking online, there's pictures of he and his girlfriend and she how would you describe her, Brian?
2: Um plastic. She's uh, she's young, but her lips are really inflated and she has those eyelashes that are glued on, and
4: huge implants, big
2: fake titties. Well, this isn't the Jeremy Piven I know. I know. Lots it doesn't of, seem like him. Lots
4: of Instagrams of them on private jets with the hashtag Jew Jetting.
2: G- oh, interesting. Justin <laughs> Rosley. Uh, okay. Before, so you guys were talking about being sweated on by men, and that made me think of something we spoke. In
3: the mouth. In the, in the mouth. mouth.
2: Yeah, yeah, mouth sweating. Yeah. We, something we spoke about earlier in the show, and it was... Kobe Bryant had given some reporter some advice telling him to keep his socks on to avoid impregnating his wife with another girl and because he'd already had two female children and I thought to myself well that's a that's a metaphor but then I thought maybe that's actually he the Kobe Bryant was being literal because he knew that if this reporter kept his socks on, there's no way that his wife would want to have sex with him because no woman wants to have sex with a man wearing socks. Oh, I'll do someone with socks on. Oh, really? All day long. That's not. Well, oh, she's from new,
3: Newfoundland. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> Canada. I mean, you gotta have they socks on. Like on I, I are some, <laughs> if
1: you're on a, a wood floor, you're, you're, you've got some cold floors. On
2: a wood yeah. floor, you're having sex. Have sex in a bed.
3: Well, it's cold in the bed, too. I mean, I sometimes use the hair dry to warm up my extremities. I will definitely have sex with socks.
2: Interesting. Kate uh, McManus, your thoughts on sexing a man with socks?
4: I think I have.
2: Well, of course. That's not – I'm not saying
4: <laughs> – I mean, you I, are required to take your socks I, off. I
2: rarely wear socks. This is known. <laughs> uh, okay.
4: It's not my favorite. Yeah. i put it that I way. I wouldn't
2: think so um that's that's it's, interesting
1: it's it's not it's not something to be proud of it's it's happened to me
2: of course but it has
1: nothing makes me feel sadder than just just during dressing or undressing in the rare chance i find myself donald ducking it wearing a shirt
2: with no pants it's it's yeah, a real sad thing. that's the worst I, nothing I, makes me laugh like it happened.
4: I, brian has i, I, I never planned, like a nude like bottom and a top off
2: it's <laughs> it's not a good look. It's, it's not a, it's the best. It's a real thing.
1: sad
4: feeling. It's a ridiculous look. Right.
2: There's 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 rules to how you're supposed to undress, and the shirt should definitely come off before like, the pants. Mm. Yeah,
1: some sure. some situations happen where you find yourself there, sure. and you quickly have to rectify It's it's a really it's a bummer.
2: Interesting, interesting. <laughs> uh, okay, guys, I want to say thank you very much, Lisa B. Lisa, <clears throat> give out your website again, B Island.
3: B Be Island, B E E Island, and Lisa B Art is my Instagram.
2: Lisa B Art. Also check her out on Twi- Twitter. Lisa underscore Bizzle. We very very much appreciate you coming on the show. You're an excellent guest, and we would love to have you back sometime.
3: All right. Well, as long
2: as you can afford it. Yeah. Well, the checks in the mail. <laughs> Uh, okay.
4: If there's anything left from what they pay me, we'll have you back.
2: Right. It's <laughs> there's a lot more going out than coming in. By the way,
4: Laser and I are expendo.
2: Yes. Okay, I'm living an artist
3: life now. We're That's right.
2: In Ottawa.
4: I love your art, by the way. I've Thank shared you, it. Darling. I've shared it before. I love it.
2: I love. I love that you that you live where it's. Um, freezing and you warm your bed up with a hairdryer and uh-huh. i live where it's 70 degrees all the time and it's
1: a nightmare to me
2: fancy sauce <laughs> still warms up a hot water bottle and puts it in the bed before <gasps> she gets in to warm herself up
4: yeah i have cold
3: feet oh it's yeah. the best getting in a warm bed but you would die here oh yeah i
4: would literally die she yeah, would She perish. Would. You would perish yeah mm-hmm. it is too she cold be dead.
2: uh okay excellent job everyone Thanks again, Lisa B, for Ed Daly, for Kate McManus. I'm Brian Beckner. This has been episode 108 of the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. We will see you
0: next week. Goodbye. Farewell.